Super Talk Mississippi media production. So let's look back at the last time Mississippi State was able to beat Alabama with a man who was on the field that day, Jamar Chaney, now uh, on the MSU coaching staff, but of course a linebacker uh, for the Bulldogs at that time. Jamar, first of all, great to have you on the podcast, man. I know we've been trying to get you on uh, in, in the past. I'm glad you haven't had you back on since you've come back home. But, well, I guess we'll start with there. You know, how does it feel to be back at Mississippi State? Man, it feels good, man. Actually, uh, I haven't – when I got hired, my first, my last time coming back was 2000, I think, uh, 14. And uh, that was just for a game. So, you know, I, you know how, how that is. You know, you know, come to the game and things like that. Might hang out with the team a little bit, but you never really see nothing uh, on campus or, you know, Starkville in general. You're kind of like in and out. But mm-hmm. just being back, man, seeing, you know, how it has grown, man, and uh, seeing familiar places and, and uh, just people remembering – you from your playing days and things like that, man. It's, it, it, it's crazy, man. Uh, it brought back a lot of memories. So let's talk about one of those memories. Let's talk about this 2007 Alabama game. And one one advantage you guys had that this Mississippi State team this weekend doesn't have is you guys had beaten Alabama the year before. You had gone into Tuscaloosa and pulled off one of the biggest upset wins of Coach Croom's tenure there. You know, Going into that week of playing Alabama, you know that if you win this game, you're going to be bowl eligible for the first time uh, in, in quite a long time. You know that there's going to be a big crowd, and, and this is Nick Saban's, you know, uh, is, is now the head coach at Alabama. What was the team's mentality that week? I mean, you just know, I mean, you know the history and all that about Alabama, but, I mean, I mean, it was big for us, too, just because, I mean, uh, Coach Coach Crum, you know, he play, he played at Alabama, you know, so it was a special game to him. And just like you said, uh, just realizing, uh, you know, we were going to be – Bowl eligible for the first time in a while that we were win that game and uh we didn't want to chance anything but I mean that was just our mindset the whole the whole year I think we were pretty good on defense that year and uh that was just our mindset going into the game I mean we're gonna uh, try to we're gonna be in every game because of our you know our defense so we're gonna go out there and uh you know you know play hard so that that kind of was our mindset you know in that game you know so you, you kind of hit on something there, too, with, with Coach Kroon, because I think that everybody realized what, what the Alabama game meant to him, being a former Alabama player and coach and, and you know, having been up for that job a, a, few, a few years earlier. Was his message to you guys different during Alabama week than it was for other weeks in the year? I don't think so. I mean, he, you know, you know how it is. I mean, you, you, and, and coach, you know, you try to keep, hey man, you, you playing everybody, you know, the same. I mean, you don't want to never uh, get too high on the team or get too long team. I mean, like coach Lee say, respect you anyone, know, fear no one. So you want to take that kind of mindset into every game, you know, but uh, we knew it as players. We knew that, you know, he played there, he coached there, he was up for the job there. It's, very uh, important game from I think he's actually from Alabama. I mean, I know he resides there now in, in Mobile. So, I mean, it's a lot of history on his side uh, with that program. And we know how much it, you know, it meant to him. And when things like that happen, you, you know, you try to give you all and give, give a little extra. We're going to go out there and play hard regardless. But, you know, give a little extra when you know how much it means, you know, to your, uh, your head coach. One of the players that, that plays a big role, not only in this game, but in this season for you guys is Wes Carroll. And, you know, Obviously, you know, his career, you know, after 2008, he transfers out. And he's a guy that I don't think MSU fans know a ton about. You know, this was before social media was was a big thing. And, you know, you didn't really get a chance to know him because he was just a freshman. What kind of, of, of guy and what kind of leader was Wes Carroll? I mean, he was a good leader. I mean, he was a smart guy. He knew the offense. He knew exactly, you know, how Coach Kuhn and Coach McCorvey wanted to run the offense. And, and one thing, like I said, I think we were pretty – 
Mississippi State's always been good on defense. You know, and we were pretty good there. We were pretty confident. I think one thing that he did was uh, he gained the trust, you know, of, of the defense, I mean, in, in the team because he didn't really make mistakes when he got back there. I mean, he's going to make the right play. He's going to throw the check down. He's not going to, you know, force anything. You know, he's just going to play a good side of the game and give us a chance to be in it and win the game at the end, you know. So I think that's kind of how he, you know, gained the trust of, of the team. One thing I've always kind of laughed at, Jamar, is he, he came into that game needing to complete or just throw one pass without an interception to tie the uh, the uh, the national record for passes by a freshman without an interception. And then his first pass, he got intercepted. I've always, <laughs> I've, I've always laughed about that. It's like Coach Kroop could have just called a little screen pass there, just, just get, him a, get him something. But he ended up throwing an interception. You know, that game starts out, you know, Alabama is driving, is moving the football a little bit, but they can't put it in the end zone. So it's 9 nothing. Then you guys get a field goal with about four minutes left on the clock in the first half. And that's when Alabama gets the ball and starts to drive down, and it leads to what I'll just refer to as the play. Now, I've been in that stadium a lot of times. I've seen a lot of touchdowns. I've seen a lot of big plays. And even now, with the stadium expanded, I mean, there's, what, 10,000 more seats plus than there was when this game happened. But I've never heard it louder than when that ball was picked off, picked off and, and the crowd, as, he, as he's running, and you have that moment where you realize he's gone. So you're on the field. What was oh, that? Yeah. Let's discuss. We have to talk about it. What was that moment like uh, for you? I mean, it was a crazy moment. I actually, you know, uh, was running with him the whole time yeah. when, he, when, he, when he caught the ball. But uh, Who knew you had that kind of speed, by the way, Jeff? <laughs> well, that was my game speed, man. I was, <laughs> I was, I, 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 but uh, yeah, the, the, the moment was crazy. I mean, uh, Kind of get lost in that. I mean, moment is uh, you know, Tyus Brown. He got some pressure off the edge. Just about and, to ask and, about and, him. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and he and he forced up. And we and that's another thing about the Alabama game. I mean, he's from Tuscaloosa. You know, Tyus was a uh, uh, man, big time team guy. Everybody on the team loved him. Funny, you know. And he was from Tuscaloosa. You know, so and he he didn't get to have an offer from Alabama. You know, so that game was really important to him as well. But uh, he got big time pressure on that play and uh, forced the quarterback to make a quick decision. And uh, Anthony Johnson, man, who was out who I think is one of our best players, you know, uh, on the team. I mean, he made some great plays, you know, here while he was here. Uh, and mm-hmm. Just make a heck, heck of a play. And uh, the rest is history, man. Uh, and, and you're right, man. You can, it, it, It's kind of – it was loud in the stadium, but when you're on the field, it, it seemed like it went kind of silent, you know, uh, as he was running, you know, uh, down that field, on my end at least. Right. I just and, 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 I, and, then I, and I didn't feel how loud it was until, we, until he actually made it to the end zone. Yeah. I remember from my end, you know, from where I was sitting, there was an Alabama player who I thought had the angle to stop him. And then I realized that guy's number was like 68. And there was <laughs> no chance he was catching Anthony Johnson. And, yet, and you're right. I mean, it was so loud that it, you lose track of how loud it is in your head. And and so that that's something. When you Is that one of those things that you can just sort of go back there when you think about it and get still get the goosebumps? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, like, I mean – that play and, you know, the one that uh we made right before the half or the year before, you know, mm-hmm. uh, stopping them on the goal. Right, line. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, those, I mean, those kind of plays, you know, like that, they, st- they stand out, uh, especially in that moment, and you're able to win that game as well. Titus Brown, you, you mentioned him. And to me, that's the, sort of like the quintessential Sylvester Croom player, a guy who, you know, had no offers other than Mississippi State. Nobody really knew what to expect of him. Played and was great as a true freshman. Played three different positions. Was willing to go wherever. Was was he the unquestioned leader of the defense at that point? 
I would think so. I mean, he, he, like you said, he's a guy that, I mean, ever since he stepped foot on campus, I mean, he made a huge impact. You know, and he was our best pass rusher. I mean, like I said, he's a guy that uh, knows when to, you know, be serious, but he's yeah. also a guy that everybody loves to be around because he's always joking, always smiling, and uh, actually had a, a pretty, you know, decent, uh, uh, good NFL career. Yeah. Uh, got, got a couple years in there, man. So, yeah, he's definitely a guy that was one of our leaders, man, one of the guys we look to, and uh, especially in those situations, uh, get pressure on the quarterback, man. It, it, he's a guy that was hard to block one-on-one, and uh, he had a killer spin move. So, yeah, I mean, he definitely was one of our guys that we uh, look to. So you go into the locker room 10-9, and then you come out in the second half, the kickoff, you kick off to Alabama, and then immediately Derek Pegese picks off a pass, and you drive down and, and make it 17-9 with a touchdown with Anthony Dixon going into the end zone. At that point, you know, knowing how good your defense had been all year, was that the feeling like we've got them? The game's over now. They're, they're not scoring twice on us. Yeah, that's the feeling. I mean, I, I don't think we say we got them, but I mean, it's kind of like okay. I mean, we lose this game is on us, so we better go out there and you know do our job and make sure we 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 uh we keep the pressure on them, and and that's what we try to do the rest of the game is just keep the pressure on them. Uh, and like you said, I mean, I, I I can't remember the number, but I mean, we won what eight games that year, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And probably in five of those games, five or six of those games, we we scored a touchdown on defense. You know, yeah, so yeah, we were, our, our special teams, one of the two, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we were really good at, at getting the ball in the end zone. But you're right. I mean, DP, uh, Derek Pease come out there and make a big play like that, and we just got just tried to keep the pressure, you know, uh, on them the rest of the game. And, and this game was almost a blowout because I think uh, late in the third quarter, Alabama fumbles and Pegues he's going to fall on it at the 25, I think. And the ball just squirts out from underneath them and goes out of bounds, and Alabama was able to keep the ball. But you're about to take over first and ten, right, right there. So I mean, I guess my, my question is this: you know, this, this Alabama team, obviously, we've seen what Nick Saban has, has become since then. But this Alabama team in particular, you know, was it did it did it feel like beating Alabama? I guess that's my question: is did it feel is it the same as what somebody would say beating Alabama is like today? Is beating Alabama when you beat them, it feels the same regardless. Uh, I, like I said, I think it's not a great situation. question. I'm sorry, Jamal, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't get it all out there. But I got you. I I, I think this the, 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 what made it big for us. I mean, Nick said he had a national championship already too. Yeah. You know, uh, but what made it big for us, I think, too, and, and that meant uh, was Sylvester was Coach Croom. You know, being playing there, coaching there, up for the job there. Uh, and like I said, one of our leaders, you know, one of the, the captains on the team, Titus Brown, was uh, you know, was from Tuscaloosa, so he in the same hometown as uh Alabama. And we had another, we had a lot of other guys from Alabama on the team, but that's what made it, I think, so big. I don't think it's what it is. I, yeah, it's a little different now. I think just cause that was Saban's first year. Yeah, and. He don't. I forget. I mean, he don't want like five championships since then. So it, it's yeah. a little different now. I think like beating them because they don't lose a lot, you know. So I mean, the, I mean, it's. It, 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 I think to answer that question, it, I think it is a little different now beating them than back then. Just because I mean, yeah. When when you go into the locker room after this game, what what is that like? My experience is just a lot of excitement. I mean, after after a big win, you know, you. uh I mean, Coach Lee said all the time, you prepare all week for a team uh, to beat a team. You don't just beat them that day. Uh, so, 
I mean, just all the preparation things like that that you have done throughout the week. And then, like you said, that game being a, a game where we actually, you know, clinched uh, bowl eligibility. I mean, that was, you know, all the off-season workouts, winter workouts, summer workouts, uh, spring ball, fall camp, you know, all those things. I mean, for a team that hadn't been to a bowl game in a while, I mean, that was a big accomplishment. So, I mean, excitement, it was, it was a lot of uh, excitement in the locker room. When you think about this season, to me, there you know this is a year where you beat Auburn, you beat Alabama, and you beat Ole Miss. Of those three games, which one stands out to you the most? I mean, being a Mississippi State is always going to be the Ole Miss game. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, I mean, and that kind of grew on me because I'm from Florida. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, the Ole Miss game stands above all, and, and just how we wanted that. Yeah, I mean, coming back, you know, from yeah. uh, pretty much they pretty much you know was handed it to us the whole game until like probably what seven minutes in the fourth quarter or something yeah. like that so uh that's always gonna uh, be a big one win that game in this state to me at least i got you I, if we ever wanted to come back uh, and do a show on your hit of shay hodge we could spend 30 minutes maybe <laughs> talking about you cleaning him out that day so jamar cheney man thanks so much for your time really appreciate it oh no problem thanks for having me hell state Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.